Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome. Today is Friday. It is May 19th, 2023. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup. How are you? I'm glad you are here. And let's see who is here. People are trickling in. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Andy. And also the rest of you out there, whether you're watching live later or on this night. Thank you for coming by. How is your Thursday? What are you looking forward to for Friday and the weekend? What's going on? Are you doing any training or competing or traveling? Is there anything martial artsy going on in your life? I want to hear about it. Did you check out yesterday's episode of Martial Arts Radio? Andrew and I recorded an episode 815. Do ranks below black belt fade over time? Got some interesting feedback on that. If you have some additional feedback, we'd love to hear it. But you can also drop into the Facebook group, Whistlekick Martial Arts Radio, behind the scenes. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Tommy. See, people are, people are coming in. I am tired. I was out late last night. Uh, the same... Group of people that I went to see, some of them perform Wednesday night at the comedy club. Uh, we had a, a bit of an improv class reunion dinner last night, and I didn't get home till after 11. And I am sleepy, but it was a good time. It's a fun group of people. And glad I got to see them again. And he says that makes two of us. Yeah. I'm contemplating when I'm taking a nap. Not if, when. Will I take a nap right after the show? Will I take a nap after the one meeting I have? I couldn't get out of having a meeting this morning. Will I do both? I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what I'm doing this weekend. Tomorrow, Craig and I are teaching a Matic, is martial arts teacher training and certification, level one course in New Hampshire. So I'll be headed to his house and crashing there tonight. And I'm looking forward to it. In fact, I was really thinking about that this morning, how much I enjoy presenting that information to martial arts instructors, knowing that they get better in a day, that we actually have developed a methodology that makes people that much better, excuse me, in an eight hour course. We've done it a few times now and the response has been wonderful and we're doing it again. And I just, I love that we have this opportunity. Frank says he, Frank says, I had worked from 6 to 2.30 yesterday, so I was able to get to bed early. Tommy says, I live for a nap. And Andy says, it's going to be an awesome weekend. My stepdaughter graduates from college. Congratulations. Hmm. What else can I share with you? Yesterday was a good day. I had a big stack of meetings in the middle, went from 11.30 to 3.45 without a break. The, the 3.45 was supposed to be till three, but it's a newer client and she needed the time. And so we, we did some good work. I'm happy with the work that we did. But it was, it was fried after. Coffee is tasting really good this morning. 
Dennis says, I want to hear 99 men sing Africa by Toto. It's something that 100 men or more can never do. <laughs> Happy Friday to you, Kelly. Ah, Dennis is, has been going hard on the dad jokes lately. I've been seeing him on Facebook. He's making graphics and everything, which tells me perhaps he doesn't have enough work to do during the day. <laughs> but that is not a judgment. That is not a complaint. I love seeing him. You are a funny man, my friend. Everybody see my mug? My Friada 13th mug? It is not the 13th, but that's okay. The mug is still... A great choice. I've got my routine of what mugs I use on what days. Friday mug on Friday. The Marsh, uh, Marsh Marks Radio mug on Mondays and Thursdays. And whatever suits me Tuesday, Wednesday. I had a meeting with Andrew yesterday. We talked a lot about Marsh Arts Radio. And some of the things that we are going to do, want to do, things that we thought about doing that we're no longer going to do, things that we're definitely not going to change because we're always looking for how to improve. And one of the big things that we're going to do, we're looking at using some different software. There is a tool out there that supposedly works better than Zoom. We've been recording all of our episodes on Zoom for a long time. In fact, I was recording everything on Zoom so long ago that the best part about the pandemic was that everybody knew what Zoom was. I no longer had to tell people, yes, it's like Skype. No, you don't use Skype. You just go to this website and you download this thing. But there are some other tools that are specifically for podcasting, and we're going to give one of them a try and see what we think. Uh, other things that we are doing... I'll share this with you. I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing this. The Whistlekick Martial Arts Radio Behind the Scenes group is a private group. It's been a private group from day one. And that was a decision I made myself many years ago based on what Facebook did and how it handled algorithms and all that. Things have changed. My opinion on this has changed. And so we're going to be building a new Facebook group for Martial Arts Radio. Ultimately, we'll retire the one that we have. Everyone will get ample opportunity to move over in time. Don't worry about that. But it's going to be a public group. Because some of you say, I want to be able to share this post, but I can't because it's a private group. Well, you know, not much we can do about that. But we, we will figure it out. And maybe instead of a group, it should be a page. I don't even know. We have to figure that out, too. Dennis says, I'm dropping a good dad joke at 7.30 this morning. Good morning, Brian. Frank says, I can't wait till Jeremy springs into action with today's jokes. I love you guys. What else am I doing this weekend? Um, I'll be outside on Sunday. Um, was considering doing some gardening. We've got a day next week that could lead to a frost. So I'm, I'm going to hold off until we get closer, see what happens. And 
The weather coming next week looks amazing. I see some rain in the forecast, but for the most part, I see beautiful sunny days and Memorial Day weekend is supposed to be really, really nice. Got a friend coming in to visit that weekend from Maine, so I'm pumped that we'll be able to get outside and do some stuff instead of just being confined inside due to cold or rain. Uh, Kelly says, good luck on testing Brian. Monday, Brian tests for his green belt, and if all goes well, I will be there. I'm expecting to be there, planning, hoping. It's on my calendar. It should work out. So that'll be fun. Um, I don't know if I got anything else for you. No, I think that's it. <laughs> Andy, wishing Brian a good luck, but my favorite typo, and this is not meant to pick on Andy or Brian, but my favorite typo in the world, really, is when people mistype the name Brian as brain, or perhaps autocorrect. Either way, I think it's super funny. It's a compliment. Kelly says, as Annie said, my daughter graduates on Sunday. Hooray. She gets, quote, gets to join the real world. I was listening to a podcast much of yesterday that the, the overall premise was if you had to or got to design a society, you know, if you had magic powers and complete power and you could do this, what, what would it look like? And then the segment where the host was talking about jobs and work was fascinating because it really made me think about it. You know, work and jobs are not the same thing, right? Work, we have to do work, right? Like we have to find some way to live and eat. But that doesn't necessarily mean you need a job. Animals don't have jobs, but they work, right? They work for their food. And it's, it's really got me thinking in a... Um, a philosophical way about jobs and work and the goals of both. It's interesting. You know, we're taught from a very young age, at least most of us, that when you grow up, you get a job and you work at that job and you work hard at that job. And then you get a more intense, more responsibility, more difficult, but hopefully more enjoyable job. And then you make more money and you repeat that process. And then eventually when you're old enough, you stop doing that job because you've saved up enough money that in theory, you can not work and then enjoy the last you know few years of your life and i used to you know even just a few years ago i had no problem with that concept it seemed to make sense i don't think so anymore what i think makes much more sense is to find things that you love to do and do them until you die that's how animals work Maybe it's not the enjoyable part, but they do what they do until they die. 
and much of this has come from my contemplation around older people and what fills their lives. There are two very distinct groups of people. You, you see people in their, even their mid, early or mid sixties that are retired and they do nothing, but they always find stuff to do. And it's usually obsessing over very small things that don't matter. And their health often deteriorates and they're unhappy and people around them are unhappy and it just doesn't seem like a good way to go. And then you see other people, whether or not they officially retire, they continue to do things and contribute and be effective. And their mind stays sharp and their body stays healthy and they live long lives and they continue to make the world better. What if that was our goal? Well, what if that was the plan? What if we didn't spend so much time working extra to put away the money for later and had a, a more uh, steady pace on work and life and found balance and enjoyed things? Kelly says, my dad continued working, had his own business until he was 85. Since then, he rapidly declined. Yeah, it's, it's something I observe often. You know, you, you, I just see people no longer have purpose. And I think that that is a big part of, you know, what is the meaning of life? It's to have a meaning. It doesn't matter so much what the meaning is, but if there isn't one, then you're simply existing. And I, I think we need more than that. I think that's what makes us different from animals. Animals don't need more than basic survival. We do. We've solved that. For it's, It is a very, very small percentage of the population that needs to spend their energy on survival. We need more. Yeah, and Tommy, I think, is a great counterexample to this. He says, hmm, he says, 60-something and my ears twitched up. LOL. Definitely true, though. So many friends are miserable and declining health. If you spend any time with Tommy, you don't know how old he is. He doesn't act his age. His, his health is better than probably most people my age. Why? Because he keeps going, keeps doing. He has purpose. Yeah. This is sad, but this song says, my grandfather was forced into retirement after a fall on ice one winter. He passed away following September. Was that? So, my hope for you 
my challenge to you before we, we switch into jokes here is that you'll consider that when people tell you, oh, you should slow down, you should take it easy, you're getting older, you should not do that, or work really hard when you're young. Why? How about enjoy life throughout and work enough to sustain the lifestyle that you want? There are very few things in life. Let's forget about work and saving money. Put that one aside. Can you think of something else where it is natural to do a whole bunch of it and then not do any of it? It all comes down to work, right? And there are times where you have to do that, right? If you're an animal you and you live in the Northeast, you eat a whole bunch of food in the fall and then you eat less over the winter, but you're still looking for food the entire time unless you hibernate. But everything else happens on a continual basis. And I'm starting to see more and more that this is an unnatural way of doing it. All right, now let's get to the jokes because it is Friday and Frank sends us over some jokes. Thank you as always to Frank for making sure we have great stuff and fun stuff to talk about. Thank you to Josh for our theme song. Thank you to Denise for the audio. The jokes for fun day Friday. Is this the screen setup I want? Time for some spring cleaning jokes. What did the mop say to the vacuum? You clean up nice. Do you know which chore sucks the most? Vacuuming. I worked on unclogging the tub for nearly an hour. Now I feel so drained. When's the best time to give your slinky a good scrub? During spring cleaning. Did you hear about that brand new broom that just came out? It's sweeping the nation. What did the broom say to the mop? I'm so tired of people pushing us around. When you clean a vacuum cleaner, you become a vacuum cleaner. I like that. Why was the broom late? It overswept. Did you hear the one about the messy bed? Yeah, I made it up. My husband and I had a disagreement about whose turn it was to do the laundry. In the end, he threw in the towel. What do you wear to tidy up the house? A tie-dye shirt. Tidy, tidy shirt. I've decided to sell my vacuum cleaner. It was just collecting dust. Is your refrigerator running? You better catch it before it runs away. What did the mother broom say to the baby broom? It's time to sweep. The more this towel dries, the wetter it gets. I'm not a fan of spring cleaning, let's be honest. I'm not into summer, fall, or winter cleaning either. You never know what you have until you clean out your closet. When I say I've cleaned my room, that doesn't include the pile of clothes that have found a home on my chair. My house was clean before we sprang forward. Guess you'll have to come back when we fall back. If spring is all about cleaning, I feel like that one got cut off. No worries. Good stuff. Thank you. When you clean a vacuum cleaner, you are a vacuum cleaner. 
Tommy says, vacuum jokes are the best. Hmm. That's real good. Good stuff. And Tommy says, true on cleaning out your closets. You never know. It's something I'm working on. I've got too much stuff. I really do. I have a lot of stuff. I've lived in this house for 10 years. And I've accumulated a lot. And it's time to start getting rid of some of it. All right, uh, those were the jokes. We closed that window, and now we go to our quotes and see where that takes us for the end of the show. Jenny says, great jokes, Frank. Those were the cleanest jokes I've heard in a while. Ha, 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 Jenny. Ha, ha. All right, we got three quotes today from Alan Watts. All that you see out in front of you is how you feel inside your head. Wow, that's a deep one for Friday. All right, hold on. All that you see out in front of you is how you feel inside your head. Mm. What you focus on becomes your reality. Where energy flows, attention goes, right? We've heard this in a few different ways. If you're a happy person, you're going to notice good things. If you're a sad person, you will notice sad things. If you're an angry person, you'll notice things that make you upset. All that you see out in front of you is how you feel inside your head. Which gives us, gives us quite a power, doesn't it? If we can simply, not easily, simply change how we feel, the world around us literally can change. If you see opportunities, if you see good, that's what's in front of you. Sure, easier said than done, but you gotta start somewhere. So if you find yourself today or this weekend upset or frustrated or angry or some manner of negative emotion that you would like to change, how do you change the emotion? How do you find the good stuff? Sometimes all it takes is looking at a few simple good things. You know, when I'm unhappy and I'm here in the summer, I just have to go outside and take a look at the plants. I mean, it's, it's I've built beautiful, a beautiful space around my home. And I love it. In the winter, I've got some plants inside. Plants make me happy. They change my reality. But if I'm traveling or something, maybe I'm just focused on, you know, the way this building looks. Sometimes you just need to start with something small. And if you focus on the good that you see or being grateful for what's in your life or anything like that can often be enough to change your pattern and start moving in the direction you want. Good morning, Anthony. He says, Alan Watts is great. Tommy agrees with me. That was deep. <laughs> Kelly, that is gross. 
All right, the next two are, are a bit long, so bear with me. We are living in a culture entirely hypnotized by the illusion of time, in which the so-called present moment is felt as nothing but an infinitesimal hairline between a causative past and an absorbingly important future. We have no present. Our consciousness is almost completely preoccupied with memory and expectation. Past and future. We do not realize that there never was, is, nor will be any other experience than present experience. We are therefore out of touch with reality. I've heard others say roughly the same thing, this notion that we invest so much of our time and energy in what has already happened that cannot be changed or expecting, especially negatively, things that have not happened yet. And we do that at such frequency all the time that we miss out on what's actually happening. It's quite common to experience really good things and feel like they, they happen so quickly. How many of us actually fully invest ourselves in the moments that are that experience? Very few of us. You know, for a lot of us, once we start experiencing something really positive, our brain shifts to, when is this going to happen again? And we lose out on what's happening now. Or, oh, I wish this had happened sooner. We, we don't value where we are. And we've talked about this on martial arts radio, that this, for some people, this is why they really like sparring, because it forces you into the present moment. If you're not paying attention to what's going on, someone hits you. If you're focused on what happened or what will happen, someone hits you. And it can really condition you into being present. There's a bit of a meditative element to it. And I think that's great. What do you think? No, they're, they're talking about the gross thing that Kelly was talking about. College gross. College gross closet. This is something I'm working on. I am not good at it. I'm getting better. I have not been good at it historically. Let me change my language. It is something I am improving on, trying to make an effort. I am making an effort with, and it is getting better. I was always, I was often, see, I don't do, just do this to all of you when you type. I, I do this to myself. I would often spend my time ignoring what was happening now, trying to improve for the future. And... The only things I would look at in the past were the things that didn't go well. And I'm working on changing that. Fridays, and this will be the second time I've done this, I have promised myself it's on my calendar. I sit and I review the successes of the week because I track my successes every day. What are the wins? What are, some of them aren't big. Sometimes a day doesn't have a lot of them, but there's always some of them. And I focus on those. And it feels really good. And so one of the last things I'll do today, you know, I'll, I'll take a nap. I'll have this meeting. Uh, somebody's renting the Jeep this weekend. So I got to finish prepping that because it was very dirty from the winter. And 
pack some stuff. And once I'm all done here, you know, I'll head to my office and I'll do a little bit of work while I'm there. But I'll go down to the coffee shop, my favorite, one of my, one of my favorite sh coffee shops. And I'll sit and I'll look at my phone and I'll review my wins. And then when I'm done, I'll go on somewhere else and stop somewhere for lunch and have some food. Do a little bit more work, probably some email. And really try to remind myself that there's a lot of good stuff going on right now. And to honor the effort that's gone into right now. It's easy to forget that. Tommy says, push hands can have a similar effect to sparring, forcing you to remain present. Absolutely. And what's our last quote here? I wonder if it's similar. By replacing fear of the unknown with curiosity, we open ourselves up to an infinite stream of possibility. We can let fear rule our lives or... We can become childlike with curiosity, pushing our boundaries, leaping out of our comfort zones, and accepting what life puts before us. It's a great point. Kids rarely dread the future. That's something that we get taught. You know, oh, you know, I can't sleep tonight because of this test or... I can't sleep tonight because this other thing, I'm going to the doctor, this big presentation at work, right? We, we condition children to look into the future with dread. And yet really little kids live in the moment. They go to bed, they wake up and they're excited for whatever's going to happen. How many of you had trouble falling asleep because of, you know, your, your Santa was coming the next day? or your birthday, or something something exciting was coming. We can get back to that. There's no reason we can't. The only difference between the way you looked at those things then and the way you look at them now is the way you value them. A little kid who doesn't have other things in their life is really going to value Christmas Day and Santa and presents. A lot of adults look at Christmas Day as stressful and expensive. But there's also an opportunity to change that narrative. It doesn't have to be there. You can focus on good stuff. The, the smiles on people's faces when you give them gifts. The ability to spend time with some people you might not see the rest of the year. And we have that decision in how we approach things all the time. I love learning I love experiencing new things. I love developing new skills. I love going to new places. I love meeting new people. I'm a big kid in that way, and I'm not going to change that. I think that's a great part of who I am. I'm proud of it. We'll end here. Kelly's got a quick story. I'm not going to put it up on screen because it'll take up most of the screen, but I'll read it to you. There's a story I tell students about the Buddhist monk, Wanyo, name of one of our patterns. He wanted to find enlightenment and started walking to China. During a nighttime, horrible storm, he found shelter in a cave. As he felt around, he felt a soft section in the cave and felt thankful for a soft place to sleep. He then heard water dripping into a, quote, cup. 
realizing he was so thirsty, he drank from the cup and felt relief in the morning. As the sun came in, he saw. Cut you off, Kelly. Mm, suspense. Can you post the rest of that, please? We'll give her a moment. I did not realize that was incomplete. But if it remains incomplete, we can we can wonder. And I bet we know where we're at. Ah. Um, it cuts off with what I got here, Kelly. It, you may be able to see it, but just the streaming software does not bring in the whole thing. If you could repost from realizing he was on, I would appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. The bed was a pile of bones and the cup was a skull. Oh. That's not quite where I thought it was going to go. Pile of bones was soft. Huh. Gross. But I also get it. <laughs> right? It's how you look at it. Even a terrible thing can be great if you look at it differently. I appreciate you being here. I really do. Oh, he immediately was sick, but realized he was only disgusted by seeing it, and his brain told him it was gross. Yeah. I hope you have a great weekend. Um, maybe you can bring some of this, this stuff into your life. Maybe you can think about looking at things differently. Celebrating the wins, being a curious child, staying present. Maybe not all of them at once, but pick one. Try. It'll make life better. I promise. I appreciate all of you. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for continuing to support this show and Whistlekick. And whether you are part of the Patreon or you buy stuff at whistlekick.com with the code FIRSTCUP15, or you check out the family page, or you do any of the many things, reviews, et cetera, that help us, I appreciate you. Even if it's simply your time here, I appreciate you. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday.